Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert. This is Ask Daydon Advice Mondays. Um, I want to start off by thanking everybody for joining me last week for my special uh, discussing uh, Jay-Z's new album, 444, and that actually ended up being one of my highest-rated shows of all time. And I knew it would be, not really because of, of the album, but more so what I was discussing about the album. Like, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, the, the meanings and the, the information given and just a lot of different things about, you know, that, that release. And I think anyone who heard that show would agree um, I, I approach that subject from a uh, a different perspective. So, again, thank you to everyone who tuned in. If you missed it, uh, check out the archives at daydontolbertshow.com uh, on iTunes and podcasts and, you know, all that good stuff. Um, today I want to talk about uh, – uh, I really want to make it – it's funny. Some shows are more political. Some shows are more relationship-based. Um, you know, a lot of times there's – things going on through social action, um, you know, with the Philando Castile verdict and Trayvon, and just different things, uh, you know, like that. Today, you know, and, and over the last week or so, we've seen a lot of, um, a lot of topics arise industry. Uh, we've got the R. Kelly situation. There's Usher's situation. Um, you know, Kevin Hart kind of popped up in there. Um, there's Mike Vick. A lot of people talking about his controversial advice towards uh, Colin Kaepernick. So I want to talk about a lot of those things today, not, you know, from a gossip, you know, tabloid standpoint. You know, we don't do that here, but um, more so from a a perspective of, you know, what's going on, um, and more importantly, how can we avoid those types of situations from happening to you, whether it's you know, avoiding, helping avoid, or helping your daughter avoid someone like R. Kelly, um, you know, not saying, you know, he's a pedophile or, you know, but just you know, just people like R. Kelly, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like I'm not even into, okay, she's underage, like she, she's 22. She's a grown woman. I'm going to talk about that. So I'm not even worried about that whole piece of it. But just, you know, you, want your, you don't want your loved ones to end up with someone like R. Kelly, period, point blank, in this story. You know what I mean? If you do, then don't listen to that part. But I'm assuming most people don't. All right? Usher, same thing. You know, how do you avoid that? You know, a lot of people, it's easy to point the finger at him. But let's be honest. How many husbands, you know, maybe have some of you slept with? Or, or you know what I mean? Or maybe your man uh, is, is planning on sleeping with his bride or your one of your bridesmaids, things like that. So I want to talk about it. You know, I even want to talk a little bit about Kevin Hart, I don't believe he's cheating or, you know what I mean, but just how to avoid that type of stuff, you know, how do you not, because that's what this show is all about, if you guys are newer listeners, you know, specifically for women, how to help you guys avoid any uncomfortable circumstances at the hands of men, you know what I mean, so that's what really what I want to focus on uh, today, so uh, as always, the phone lines are wide open, feel free, uh, 646-200. 0366. Hit the number one on your keypads if you have a comment or something to, you know, contribute to the uh, conversation. Uh, before I jump into it, I want to just take, take a quick minute to thank everybody for all of the birthday wishes, the kind words for my daughter. My daughter, Aubrey, turned six. So uh, we, we pretty much had a weekend long 
uh, celebration and um, she had a good time. A lot of a lot of comments, a lot of likes, a lot of happy birthdays on social media. So all you guys for listening in, we all thank you for that. Um, what else is going on around the world? I've I've been I've been noticing, and I've been wanting to say this for a while. Some of you may remember my wife came on the show a few years ago. I did a special on uh, fighting obesity in the black community. And, um, you know, just one of many shows I've done specifically on health and fitness. But that particular show is on obesity. And if you guys remember, my wife, who, if you guys know, she doesn't, she's not a public speaker. She doesn't like, she doesn't do what I do. Like, she's like the opposite of me in that. She just kind of likes to be in the background, which is fine. And uh, but she did come on the show that that you know a few years ago and and talk about her um, weight loss journey. Um, shouldn't really say it like that because she's always been pretty small. But um, but yeah, she came when she started running around that time with the Black Girls Run organization, uh, just changing her diet up and things like that. And so um, you know, I did a whole show on that, and I, I, I ever since then. I've been seeing so many just just specifically, I mean, really people in general, you know, but I've been seeing a lot of women, specifically black women, you know, getting the Fitbit, um, you know, application, the wristband, um, watching their eating, you know, running, um, joining different fitness organizations, getting a gym membership. Um, And I said on Facebook, I said, you know, whether it's running, kickboxing, you know, Pilates, Zumba, it's really sexy. It's really great, you know, to see so many African-American women excited um, about improving their life. And I see, I mean, you didn't see it all the time. Like back now, it's like people are, you know, doing before and after pictures. They're, you know, posting, getting on the scales and, you know, posting how much they weigh this week and, you know, the next week, you know, what their weight loss was. And so it's just really great. And, and I just want to say this honestly. Um, you know, and this is, you know, this isn't politically correct. A lot of men won't even admit this. But the reality is when it comes to dating, when it comes to finding a wife, you know, it, it, health and fitness is, is, you know, it's right at the top of the list. It's not popular to say that. It's, you know, no one wants to admit that, oh, you know, a man should love you for what's on the inside. I mean, that's all well and good. It's all true. But the reality is, you know, it, men are looking at what you look like. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just like women look at a man, you want something nice to look at. We want, we want the same thing. I'm just telling you. I've talked. I talk to men all the time, and they're so they're the same way. In fact, that's really why I'm saying this. I just happened to have a conversation with a few people over the weekend. And it's like, yo, man, black women, you can't even say what you say. You know that that little that gut, and you know now before it was like, oh, you saw the white women in the gym. Now it's like, yo, black women are catching up. They're getting in the gym. They're running. They're working on their bodies, and that's like really positive. So all I'm saying is keep it up. You know what I mean? Like you know, health and fitness is uh, not just important as far as dating and relationship goes, but just your overall happiness, your overall well-being. When you look good, you, you tend to feel good. So just wanted to throw that out there. But yeah, shout out to all you guys. Um, what else? Real quick. Um, I guess I have a lot to talk about, so I'm just going to kind of run through some of this stuff. But I put something up on on uh, on Facebook this morning that I wanted to um, you know just read, and it's really kind of a continuation of what I was talking about last week with the Jay Z album. You know, just I, I talked last week about a lot of the um, the 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 references you know to the Bible 
You know, a lot of people are talking about finances and Jay-Z talking about relationships and all this knowledge that he's dropping. But I tend to, tended to focus more on the blatant blasphemy that was seen and uh, heard throughout the album. And one thing that I said on Facebook was, and it's funny, I actually said this a couple of years ago. This this popped up in my um, uh, my On This Day memories on, application on Facebook. And um, so I, but I felt like it was appropriate to repost today. I said it's become popular in and out of the entertainment industry to disrespect and make a mockery of God. I said that according to his word, blasphemy is no laughing matter. And I said take a look at, you know, take a look at the uh, at what the Bible says about that. And this is from Deuteronomy 28:45 says, if you refuse to listen to the Lord your God and obey the commands, creeds he has given you, all these curses will pursue and overtake you until you are destroyed. These horrors will serve as a sign and warning among, amongst you and your descendants forever. If you do not serve the Lord your God with joy and enthusiasm for the abundant benefits you have received, you will receive, excuse me, you will serve your enemy, enemies who the Lord will send against you. You will be left hungry, thirsty, naked, and lacking in everything. The Lord will put an iron yoke on your neck, oppressing you harshly until he has destroyed you. Now, some people may be listening to him like, whoa, that, that, I didn't read that. I'm not, you know, that, I only know about the scripture talking about do not judge and all this other stuff. But now, like, people need to understand this stuff is no laughing matter. And so as I talk about all the things I'm going to talk about today and things I've talked about in the past, and even past shows, you know, many of you heard my, my, you know, my mini specials on uh, soul ties. Uh, many of you heard my special on generational curses, uh, blessings for obedience, curses for disobedience, one of my favorite shows of all time. Like, this stuff is real, you know, and so it's important to not flock to these albums, these TV shows, these movies, or whatever it is, that are specifically put in place to uh, make a mockery of, you know, of God. So I just wanted to, you know, put that out there. In fact, on yesterday I said, uh, I know, you know, I said, I know there's Donald Trump. I know there's Kevin Hart. There's Usher. There's R. Kelly. You know, there's power. Ghost is free. You know, I said, but who's willing to take a break from all of that chatter on social media and just give Jesus Christ some some praise? So, just wanted to and shout out to everybody who responded to that post, and you know, because I think that's important. You know, we can have fun. You know, I like power. I'm gonna talk about power today. I'm gonna talk about la la. I'm gonna talk about you know, I'm gonna talk about ghosts. We're gonna talk about everything. But you know, at the end of the day, it's just important to remember what's most, you know, what's most important. Um, real quick, I'm just kind of going down the line because there's so much going on around the world. Um, some things regarding social activism, some things regarding race uh, relations. Many of you have heard about the, the African-American police officer who uh, shot and killed the white woman. Uh, I believe she was Australian. Um, and, you know, we, we were talking about that. I know me and Tariq were talking about it, me and uh, some other people. And, uh, you know, it's just an unfortunate situation. Um, a lot. What's, for, what's also unfortunate, though, for me, is the linking of that case to cases that have absolutely nothing to do with it, like Philando, like Alton Sterling, you know, some of these other. I've even heard people talking about 
Trayvon Martin. I'm like, you know, that has absolutely nothing to do with it. A lot of people are asking, well, where's Blue Lives Matter? And I think what people have to understand, let me just, I, I want to just take a minute, all right? I want to take a minute and just explain to some people how, not some people, but explain how this works. All right, what's going? And I'm not, you know, like I said, I'm not a, a, a an advocate on either side. I, I love life, so anytime a loss is a life is lost, it upsets me. All right, and what else, one of the things I want to say about this is this African American police officer, evidently, the woman called for police. The police came, and there was some type of commotion. There was some type of loud noise. And this police officer shot this woman, and he killed her. His fiance, she was, was going to be married. You know, you guys have heard me talk about Trayvon, Philando, in different cases, Sandra. You've heard me talk about everything. Anything that's happened that's been in the news, you've heard me talk about. And a lot of times with those conversations, the, the theme is the reasonable doubt, you know, and, and talking about the verdict from a legal perspective. And this situation is no different. From a legal perspective, there is no defense here. I'm not even sure if he's even offering a defense. You know what I mean? Like with Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman, there was obviously reasonable doubt for, for the simple fact that no one saw what happened. You know what I mean? Just like if George Zimmerman said, okay, this happened, and there's no one there to dispute that, there's no irrefutable proof to dispute that, then guess what that's called? That's called reasonable doubt. You know what I mean? If 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 uh, in the Philando case, if if the officer says, you know what I mean, don't reach for a gun, and he reaches for whether it's the paperwork, whether it's for a gun, whether it's to scratch his ball, like I don't know what he was reaching for, but he reached for something. So that's where the reasonable doubt comes. You see what I'm saying? And that's not to say that oh he, he's right or or he's telling the truth, but from a legal perspective, that's something that could go either way. There's doubt there. There's no, there's not no incontrovertible evidence, one way or the other. You see what I'm saying? There's a, there's a possibility that the officer's telling the truth, and there's the possibility that he's not. But unfortunately, we will never know because we didn't see what happened prior to the shooting. Now, with this case, unless I'm missing something, unless someone knows something that I don't know, I don't see any reasonable doubt. I don't see any. You shot someone. You know what I mean? Like you, sh- you shot the woman who called you to her house, you're going to jail. And what people need to understand, that is manslaughter. There is no maybe she, you know, maybe she was reaching for a gun or maybe there's none of that. This guy, as far as I know, is admitting like, yo, I made a mistake based on the fact that I heard a noise. Well, guess what, guys? That's not reasonable doubt. That is not a legal defense. Oh, my fault. I shot your fiance. I'm not going to be trying to hear that. Nobody's going to be trying to hear that. You made a mistake. I'm sure it was a mistake. I don't think this guy had some, you know, issue with white women and said, I hate white women, so I'm going to shoot this person just because I want. No, he made a mistake. But what people have to realize, you have to pay for your mistakes. You see what I'm saying? So for people to say, well, where's the Blue Lives Matter movement? What do you mean where are they? They're chilling because there is no defense. What can they say? Oh, no, we should get him off because what? Because he made a mistake? No, there's nothing to say. People say, oh, it's hypocritical. Where's the hypocrisy? It's two totally different. You can't link things that aren't supposed to be linked. 
You know what I mean? If I go outside and I, I have my gun on me and I forget to put the safety on and I'm reaching for some change and I accidentally, you know, I reach my pocket and I pull out the gun instead of the change or whatever and I shoot someone, my fault, oh, shoot, my bad. I shot you and you end up bleeding out and you died. <laughs> oh, my, I'm sorry. I thought I heard something. I thought I was grabbing change. No, guess what? That's called manslaughter. And what, the, what people have to realize is there's a difference between there's murder one, there's murder two, and then there's manslaughter, right? Do I think Officer Knorr should be charged with premeditated murder? Do I murder one where you're eligible for the death penalty? No, of course not. It was probably an accident. He didn't mean to do it. Should he be charged with second-degree murder, the way uh, 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 the, uh, Officer Yanez that shot Paletta? No, because it wasn't the same thing. This was an accident. That's where a man saw it. If I'm fighting you, I get into a fist fight with you. We just fight, and we go on blow for blow, and I knock you out, and you die from a brain hemorrhage. That's not murder, too. That's not first-degree murder, but it, it's death that happened within the course of something else. Like, it was unintended death. But guess what? Unintended death is still a crime. So anyone who thinks this officer nor should not be prosecuted or not be charged or not even sentenced does not understand the law. That's a fact. All right, and that's and that's like that's all I really wanted to say about uh, that. But again, rest in peace to this young woman. All this race baiting, guys. Guys, please listen. The media has an agenda. If you don't know it, you don't see it by now, you're blind and you're not looking. The media has an agenda of starting a race war, period. You don't, it's like they want, there's so many, there's so much evil going on. There's so many other law, secret laws. Uh, Barack Obama and the NSA, they're passing laws to, to specifically designed to spy on citizens. There's stuff going on in other countries. There's so many things going on that they are tr- purposely trying to distract us from. Okay, and they're doing an excellent job by by this all this race, all this race stuff, this race talk, and they want us to riot. They want us to to uh, loot and destroy our own communities because what's going to happen next? All this rioting, all this looting, and there are more killings coming. There's going to be more killings coming. Trust me, more police shooting. They're good. It's going to be a good. I mean, a, a white versus black, police versus citizen. Eventually, they're going to bring in the national guard. They're going to bring in. They're already starting in Chicago. They're starting the whole national situation with bringing in the, uh, you know, the, the the federal agents to to regulate certain things in the Chicago area because of the violence. That's going to become a national thing, and eventually there are going to be curfews. There's going to be martial law, and 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 that's why you that why you think they want to take away the guns. Why do you think they want to pass all this legislation so that you can't have you can't defend yourself when the government ultimately, you know, takes over. That's what's coming. So don't, you know, stop sharing all these videos. Stop adding to the conversation. It's like, okay, something happened. Cool. But this stuff isn't going viral by, by itself, guys. You know what I mean? It doesn't think about it. If a black man kills a black man, you know what I mean? If it was just loss of life, I can see it. The media, but they don't, the media doesn't care about loss of life. If a black man kills a black man, it barely makes the news if it makes the news at all. Half the time it doesn't even make the news. But if a if a white person is involved in a black shooting, any type of white on black crime, the media is taking it and they're and they're running with it. But think about that. What's the difference? Why is there a difference? 
the only possible answer for that is to start this race war because rating in race is good for ratings. So stop playing into their hands. You know what I mean? It's like we we should never allow the media to dictate and determine what issues we're most passionate about. You know what I mean? Like if I'm mad about something, I let me, I'm mad about it. I'm not gonna wait till I see it on CNN or NBC, whenever. Oh, that's I should be mad about that because they said this is crazy. No, stop it. You know, but rest in peace to her. Rest in peace to Philando. Rest in peace to everybody. Let's stop all this Black Lives Matter. Let's stop all the the fighting. All lives matter. Black lives. Like, come on, man. We're Christians. Uh, every any time. I don't. I don't. It's weird to me to even say these words. That's why you don't even hear me saying those words. Everyone's life matters. If if someone dies, if that woman died, I felt bad. When Trayvon died, I felt bad. When a little baby gets shot in the crossfire, I feel bad. I don't care about race. I don't care about this stuff the media is talking about. Oh, oh, black lives, this and that, all this race stuff. No, we're Christians. We should care about anyone's life who's lost. All lives matter, guys. Newsflash. It's not a racist term. The media is only making it seem to be that way. The same way they made the rainbow to be about gays and lesbians and all sorts of stuff, the rainbow is about a sign of God's love. The media made it some type of, you know, negative thing. Just like they're doing with all lives matter. That's not a, a racist term. That's a biblical term. That's a Jesus term. Of course all lives matter. Everyone's life matters. Period. There is no further explanation needed. All that stuff you see on the TV is BS. Period. I don't get into all that stuff. And if you do, you're falling right into their trap. Let's talk about something else. What else is going on? And like I said, I'm taking calls today, 646-200-0366. I know there's a lot of things going on out here in the world, but I just got a lot to say. I have, you know, I have so much to talk about. You know, I guess we can jump right into it. I mean, you know, Colin Kaepernick. I've mentioned him before, but not in the context of this whole this whole Mike Vick situation. It's fairly new. Um, here's here's my my thoughts on Colin Kaepernick, and I've you know, I've mentioned him before. He has been in the news for this whole you know taking in knee thing. I have no problem with that. Okay, I have no problem with that whatsoever. You want you you want to protest. We live in America. We're allowed to protest. No, no issue with that whatsoever. But there are going to always be consequences to your action. You got an afro. You have braids. Um, you, you know, and that's fine. You know what I mean? That's fine. But you guys have to be smart and understand, you know, you, you live and you work. You have chosen a career in corporate America. I used to be in banking. I was in banking for 10 years. I worked at a few banks, PNC Bank, uh, Wells Fargo, you know, different banks, different organizations. When I go into those organizations, when I went into that office, I had to be clean cut. I had to be shaved, well-groomed. If I I was handling white folks' money, okay, I would be an idiot to think I could just go into corporate America looking any old type of way, period. Now, people just, I don't care about all that all that politically correct crap. But y'all can leave that for someone. I don't care about that. I say what I mean. And you would be crazy to think you can go into the white man's house 
the white man's office space, their corporate America, if that's what it is, you know what I mean? But make no mistake about it, that's what it is. You'd be crazy to think you can go into that environment and just say what you want to say, do what you want to do, dress how you want to dress, wear your hair how you want to wear your hair, and think you're going to get that promotion. You could do it, but you're probably not going to excel. You're probably going to be fired at some point. They're probably going to get you out of it. That's, the, that's how it works. You can say, oh, no, that's wrong. It shouldn't be. You can say what you want to say, but I'm telling you that's what's going to happen. All right? Now, Colin Kaepernick made his decision. He chose to opt out of a multimillion-dollar contract. That's what most people don't even understand. He had a job. He was signed to the San Francisco 49ers. He probably would still be signed right now for this year. Well, he would be. He had a contract for this year. Y'all know that, right? A lot of people don't even know that. He had a job. He didn't get fired. He didn't get cut. A lot of people say, well, he would have got We don't know that. He had a job. He had a multimillion-dollar contract. It's kind of like if I have a job, I'm making, I'm making $100,000. And, and I say, you know, I'm really not happy here. I think I'm, I'm trying to get this other job. So my friend says, yo, I might be able to get you this job over this other bank. I said, for real? So what's the salary like? You know, they're paying you 150 For real? Well, I'm making 100 now. Bet. Or I'm going to quit. I'm going to leave this job, and you get me that new job. Right? Cool. So I go ahead and quit my job. I'm like, yo, what's up with this job, man? I'm trying to get that 150 He said, oh, man, they're they tripping over. They're not really hiring right now. What? You just told me I could get the 150 So now I quit my $100,000 job and I, because I thought I could get 150000 but now I, I have no job. Who's, let me ask you a question. Whose fault is that? That would be my fault, okay? Same situation with Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick had a job. Can we stop the BS for, for one second? He, I can't say this enough time. Colin Kaepernick had a job. He had a contract. He opted out of his contract because he thought, I don't know what he thought. Maybe he was smoking something that day. He thought he was going to get more than that. I could have told him he wasn't going to get that. I could have told him that. Just like Dwayne Wade. This is a great example. Oh, my God, great example. If you guys follow basketball, Dwayne Wade signed a two-year, $50 million contract with the Chicago Bulls. He left the Miami Heat with the Chicago Bulls, right? It was a two-year deal with an option after one year, right? Dwayne Wade doesn't really want to play in Chicago because they traded away Jimmy Butler. They're not, they're, team, you know, they're not really going to be that good this year. And they said, all right, he, might, he, could, he had the option of opting out. People were saying, well, why don't you go over to play with, uh, you know, anyone, a contender? Maybe play with LeBron or go down to Houston or wherever. But he wouldn't. He probably would get signed from. He wasn't going to get twenty three million. And they they did an interview and they said, "What are you going to do?" He said, "Look, twenty three million reasons why I'm staying in. Uh, why I'm staying in Chicago. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?" He said, "I'm going to give you twenty three reasons, twenty three million reasons, and that's what he's doing. Right? He he could have did the same exact thing." That Colin Kaepernick did, but he chose to stay because that's because you know he's not stupid. Colin, Ka- so so aside from that, aside from and Dwayne knows what's up. He knows he's not, you know, twenty two years old anymore. He knows he's not able to command that type. He knows his skills have diminished somewhat. He's still good, just like I'm sure Colin Kaepernick is still good. 
But you know, he's not. He he, he stayed where his, where the money was at. Colin Kaepernick should have stayed where he was at. Cannot be mad at owners. Let me just explain something to you. If you are a a, a baseball owner, I don't forget, forget that. If I own a team, if I win the lottery, I say, you know, I'm a, I'm gonna go buy a baseball team. I buy a football team. Guess what? I am going to sign who I want to sign. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, if I'm a billionaire, I don't care what anyone says. If I don't want you on my team for whatever reason, guess what? I'm not going to hire you. I own a few businesses right now. If I don't want you to work for me, you're not going to work for me. When I had my beauty salon, I had the, I had the salon. I had ads out there because I was looking for hairstylists and barbers. And it was some some people who came in, women came. Oh yeah, I can do hair. Okay, well you know, what's your your where's your resume? Where you know, where's your license? That you know, I would interview people, and there were some people who looked like they could do hair. Show me a portfolio. But guess what? I just chose not to hire them. I don't have to explain myself. They just didn't get the job, and I hired someone else. You, you see how that works? Now, aside from that, Colin Kaepernick, he's not that good. You know, like he's not that good. That was the whole issue, right? That was the whole issue when he was with San Francisco. He got hurt, but then even when he was healthy, he just he just wasn't that good anymore. In fact, he, played, he was playing horrible for a long time, and that's why he got benched and he lost his job. He was coming off the bench. So it's just like, you know, same thing with Iverson. The last few years of Iverson's career, he could still play. In fact, he was playing very well for the Sixers. In the last year in the league, he was playing very well with the Sixers. But then his daughter got sick, and he had to leave. He left the team for a few weeks, maybe even a few months, whatever it was. But his daughter was sick, and he went to go be with his daughter. And then that next season, nobody wanted to sign him. I'm like, what the heck? Like, he, nobody wanted him. I'm like, yo. They, it was like, oh, he has his attitude. I'm like, yo. He was just playing with the Sixers, averaging like 15 17 points a game, Hall of Fame player, but nobody wanted to sign him. So it's not about, and this was, again, he was playing well in that last season with, you know, with the with the uh, Sixers. Tim Tebow, quick, real quick, another great example. He's not in the league now, right? But he played very well in preseason with the Eagles, you know, very well. In fact, a lot of people are saying, whoa, Tim Tebow was playing really well. Why didn't you? Why did you not sign him? Why he could at least been a backup? And and not only did the Eagles not sign him, nobody signed him, which was crazy to me because he played well. So, guys, Mike Vick was trying to play last year. He was playing relatively well. He wasn't horrible. He couldn't get a, a you know a job. Nobody signed him. So now he's you know doing what he's doing. Let's, Colin Kaepernick is not special. He's not owed anything. If he was great, if he was even really good, he would be signed right now. He's not good. Now, add that on to the fact he's causing what is viewed as a distraction, that 100% eliminates his opportunity to be signed. He's not getting signed. His career is over, just like Iverson, just like Tim Tebow in the Football League. You know what I'm saying? Just like uh, Mike Vick, who said that maybe he should cut his hair. Listen, I mean, he could cut his hair or not cut his hair. He's done. His career is over in the football. He's not getting signed. I don't care what he does. But I don't have a problem with that advice. 
Does that make him an Uncle Tom? Does that make him a coon? No, maybe it just means he's familiar with corporate America. People are too politically correct. Stop being so politically correct and start being smart. If you want a job in corporate America, you have to be clean cut, period. Guess what, guys? The National Football League is corporate America. You know what I'm saying? People say, well, what about so-and-so? What about so-and-so? Well, those people are excelling most likely in their positions, right? If you're the quarterback, you're going to be one of the main faces of that franchise. And right now, just no one wants him as the face of the franchise. It is what it is, guys. He, and I, again, don't give me – I respect his decision. I respect his decision to kneel. I respect his position to have that ridiculous afro. But he, it is what he's done. You know what I mean? I don't feel sorry for him because this guy has millions and millions of dollars in his bank account. You know what I mean? I don't, it's, it's really hard for me to feel sorry for millionaires, right? You know what I mean? I just don't. Now, if I was a millionaire and I had all this money, hey, cool, whatever, you know, we can talk about how bad your life is because you can't get another million-dollar contract. No, I don't feel sorry for Colin Kaepernick. I just don't. There are homeless people out here, you know what I'm saying, starving, begging for food. I don't feel sorry for Colin Kaepernick. A little girl just got shot last night. Uh, excuse me, a little boy just got shot last night in Chester. Chester, uh, you know what I mean? Like, like, just sitting in his house, a stray bullet went in and shot him. I don't feel sorry for Colin Kaepernick, okay? And you shouldn't either. He'll, trust me, he'll be okay. One thing I said online, I said, it's crazy how society has made it cool to kneel in protest, but inappropriate to kneel in prayer. You know, I mean, just think about that. When, 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 T, when uh, Tim Tebow was doing the kneeling and, the, you know, all that, he was the laughing side. People used to make fun of him. People used to just, you know, talk about him, say all these things, you know what I'm saying? But, you know what I'm saying, when when, when uh, Caitlyn Jenner comes out, Chris Jenner comes out, and he's a freaking, uh, you know, weirdo, dressing up in women's clothes, he's celebrating. He wins an ESPY. That's cool. It's cool to be a transgender, a weirdo. But, but when somebody wants to kneel down in prayer, that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? When Colin Kaepernick, you know, says, I want to take a knee. Oh, my gosh, everyone loves him. Oh, you know, black community, everyone, we support. We, I stand with Colin. Stand with Kaepernick. What, what the heck? So that's cool, but praising God publicly is, is uncool, and, and that's what's not cool, okay? Everyone's talking about race, race. Everything is race. Oh, race is this, race is that. Floyd Mayweather. You know, and everyone's saying Conor McGregor is a racist because he was doing the world tour, promoting their fight in in, uh, in August, you know, which Floyd is going to destroy him. I've watched all his sports for the last several years. And it's it's going to be it's very entertaining to watch Floyd just beat up, beat up on uh, Conor McGregor. But these, these news conferences are, are very entertaining because, um, you know what I'm saying, he said, dance for me, boy. Now, they've been talking about each other back and forth, back and forth for months. And now he says one thing, oh, dance from, I mean, okay, was maybe, you know, was that racist? You know, I, I, I didn't really take it that way. Um, it, it did, you know, did, is that like, was he like calling him a nigger? Was that like his way of, you know, maybe, but I, 
I didn't see it that way. But what what's issue is for me is the hypocrisy in the black community when Floyd Mayweather dresses up in all Mexican garb, you know, the big old sombrero and the, the, the Mexican colors when he fought De La Hoya in a, in a clear mockery to to his Mexican heritage. Now, if anything, that, you know, that's obvious. That I posted a picture on my timeline on my Facebook page. That wasn't even a question whether or not he was trying to be racist or discriminatory, whatever, you know, uh, degrading his, his heritage, whatever you want to call it. That was obvious. And it's like nobody, and it's, it's just a, a bigger issue, which is that in the black community, we are some of the most racist and use some of the most egregious, you know, slurs, racial slurs that I've ever heard. And I've, I've told you guys, I've been around white people my whole life, white universities, corporate America, elementary school. I've been around white people forever. And I've never heard more racial slurs, you know, than in the black community than I've heard from white folks. I think I was called, I was, I've never been called a nigger. But I went, this white guy called me a black bitch one time in in, uh, in elementary. He's like, you black bitch. I punched him right in the mouth. You know what I'm saying? But that was it. That was like my main, you know what I'm saying? Now, I've been face-to-face with the KKK, organized rallies up in when I was in college uh, up in uh, western Pennsylvania. I did all that stuff. But I, I'm i I'm in the hood every day now, and I hear black folks calling Jap, Japs and chinks, um, you know, honky, just, I mean, all types of, you know, uh, you know, wetbacks. I, I mean, I literally hear it every day, all day. And it's like, whoa, why is this okay? You know, like, it's, it's really the epitome of of hypocrisy. So, but, yeah, I, I will be watching the uh, the Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor fight because it should be, should be interesting. And another thing, guys, I mean, that's one of the things that, just like when Trayvon you know, in that whole situation with George Zimmerman, it was a, they, the media made it about a black versus white thing, but really they, that was, I mean, George Zimmerman is a, a Hispanic man. I mean, you guys know that, right? Now, look, from the time that Trayvon Martin was killed, look up all the Hispanic on black murders that have taken place in over the last several years. And you tell me, why those Hispanic on black murders were not nationally televised. Because that's really what it was. Now I could see you know, I could see the media jumping on it and pouncing on it like as if he was white. Or even if he was white, then you know, maybe I could that would fit their narrative for this whole race. But he this is a black boy killed by a Hispanic man. And they had everybody thinking and that's really what started the whole, you know, Black Lives Matter and you know, and, and pushing that narrative of black versus white, but only problem is George Zimmerman isn't white. You know, the same thing. Officer Yanez was, was Asian. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's still, nobody says that. Nobody even focused on that. It's just, oh, you know, you know, cops. And when people say cops, it's automatically assumed. It's like this unspoken thing. They were automatically talking about white cops versus black men being killed by white cops. But that's not really it, is it? Right? And nobody, I, I, and to be honest, I haven't heard anyone say anything about uh, Officer Yanez's uh, nationality. Not once. Have you? 
And most people don't even know that he was Chinese. I don't want to say Chinese. I don't know if he was Chinese or not, but I know he was Asian. You know, speaking of law enforcement, and these are in no particular order, but how many of y'all watched the, the OJ the OJ trial? You know what I mean? OJ is, is going free. OJ is, uh, was granted parole this, this week. He, uh, they said that he went nine years without an infraction. No, no infraction. I think he served nine years of a 30-year sentence, so he's eligible for parole, uh, which is cool. Now, you know, I asked in the Friends of the Data on Tolbert Show group, and I, real quick, let me say, I, I, for everyone who follows me on social media, you, most many of you know I had two Facebook pages, real quick, I had two pages. I disabled the one page. So now I just have the one main page. I have my the Tolbert Relationship Counseling business page, okay, and then I have the Friends of the Data on Tolbert Show Facebook group. So that's how you can follow me on Facebook. There is no other page. If you see any other pages, they're fake pages, and I've seen a few fake pages out here. So that's what I have. Follow me there if you gram at, at Data on Tolbert. Um, but I, in the friends group, I posted, you know, do you think OJ um, did it? And, yeah, I, yeah, I personally don't think he did. Um, I personally don't believe that um, – I think it was just one of those things, you know, you look at Tupac, you look at Biggie, you look at, you know, so many of these other, you know, quote-unquote unsolved murders. You know, and if you guys understand how the world works, there are a lot of deaths. There are a lot of mysterious things that happen, that happen with these celebrities. If you know about the price of fame, you know about, you know, there, there are sacrifices that have to be made. And, you know, I don't claim to have all the answers. Um, I don't know the, you know, the detail. Nobody does. But I personally don't think, that, um, you know, O.J. killed Nicole and, and Ron. I think it was something else. I, do I believe that he knows what happened? Do I think he has more information that he's, you know, that he's letting on? Yeah. But, you know, aside from that, I really don't care. I'm happy to see him go free and, you know, get a second chance, get on with his life and just and be done with it. You know, just, just be done. So shout out to O.J. What else, man? I mean, should I talk about R. Kelly? I mean, I guess that's why everybody wants to, you know, tune in. I mean, R. Kelly, not Piper. <laughs> Listen, guys, it, it, I'm, I'm going to approach R. Ke- this whole R. Kelly situation from a different perspective. I, on one, I'll, I'll do it from a legal standpoint. First of all, I said on Facebook, I said, first of all, R. Kelly isn't holding anyone hostage, Okay. R. Kelly isn't holding anyone hostage. That's the first thing. They're making it seem like, you know, these women are being held. You know, first of all, people are, are acting like, because of his history, that there's like these underage girls, he's holding them hostage in some type of, I mean, come on, stop. I say this is it's called a bunch of young women, young chicks, who, who I still don't think I say, who still like getting pistol. And I kind of said that a little tongue-in-cheek. You know, but the reality is, I mean, there are a lot of women out here who are freaks. I mean, let's just keep it real. There are a lot of women who like getting pissed on, like getting their asses ate. Uh, you know, what does chicks say? You got to eat the booty like gross. You know, it's a whole bunch of crazy, demented, freaky things going on out here. You know, um, and... You know, which is fine. That's for people to do. If that's what you want to do, 
you know, fine. If you want to find the low, the biggest of the low lights, the lowest of the low, to piss on you and do all types of crazy things to you, you know, did I see the R. Kelly sex tape? Absolutely. You know, you darn right I did many years ago. You know what I'm saying? And, yes, he did piss on that young woman. Yes, that was R. Kelly in that tape. Make no mistake about it. You know, yes, he uh, married Aaliyah when she was underage or whatever the heck the situation was. You know what I'm saying? So R. Kelly is a bastard. You know, let's not let's just be clear about that. You know, this is someone who who makes sexual music. This is someone who does a whole bunch of sexual things. He's someone who, you know, I would not want my daughter dealing with. I hope you wouldn't want your daughter dealing with. And I'm pretty sure this father doesn't want his daughter dealing with. But that does not make him a criminal. Okay, that does not make R. Kelly a criminal. He did. He had his trial for the for pissing on the chick. He was found not guilty. Whatever he said, it wasn't me. He said it wasn't him in the video. There, it wasn't. You know, it was a little blurry. It was. You didn't really get a good look at him. I believe it was him. But was there reasonable doubt there to say that maybe it wasn't? I mean, yeah, there was, and that's why he was found not guilty. But do I believe he was? Yeah, I think of course it was him. You know what I mean? Um, and so people are acting like. You know, he should be going going to jail. People are making comparisons to him and Hugh Hefner. For last time I checked, I was I've never been to the to the Playboy Mansion. I don't know anyone who's been to the Playboy Mansion. So unless you know what goes on in the Playboy Mansion, you you, you kinda gotta chill. Unless you know what's going on in R. Kelly's sex dungeon or whatever the heck he's doing, smashing these chicks off, you know, you probably don't you probably shouldn't have too much to say. You know, the reality is this. It's funny, man. It's, 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 it's so much selective anger and selective outrage. That's what I have an issue with. Back in the day, I, I wasn't down there. One of my homies, he went to Tuskegee. Went to Tuskegee University. He told me a story. He said 112 came down there. I told this, this story on the show before. He said 12, well, 112 came down, and their tour, it was like homecoming or Greek weekend or whatever it was, and they had the big tour bus down there, and there was a line, line around the corner. And the women just wanted to get on the bus after the concert to, to hang out with, with 112. And, and they, they, they had the bodyguards, the security, basically at the door of the bus saying, look, don't, don't come on the bus if you're not trying to take your clothes off. You know what I mean? And, and, and that, they just put that out there, like, look, if you ain't taking your clothes off, don't even get on the bus. But don't you know the line didn't get shorter? <laughs> like, the women still went on the bus. And that's just the story of Tuskegee. I do this. Like, this is, this is what I've done my whole life. Like, I've lived that life. I've seen so much stuff, whether it was in college, with the fraternity, whether it was, you know, partying in VIPs, you know, different situations like that all throughout, you know, my, my late teens, 20s. Like, I've seen all that. There's so many freaks out here. There's so much stuff that women will do that no one will ever talk about, that no one will ever, you know, ever even discuss. I'm going to talk about that girl's trip movie, too. His, but so many of these trips, these vacations, there's so much freaky stuff that goes on. And I'm not saying that women should be taken advantage of, but I'm saying that there are a lot of freaks out here who are not being taken advantage of and are doing these same types of things willingly. We can't always act like, oh, she was raped or, oh, she's being held hostage. Or maybe she's just a freak who wants to have sex with R. Kelly and likes getting her bills paid and, you know, and doing all this crazy stuff. There are, maybe, is that her situation? I don't know. But are there women absolutely who, you know, would love to do those types of things? Yes. We have to stop acting like there aren't freaks out here. 
we have to stop acting like there aren't hoes out here, you know, because there are. Everyone is not a victim. Every sex, uh, you know, sexual interaction is not a crime. You know, sometimes women want to get, you know, if this was 2007, 10 years ago, maybe I would say something different, but I'm, you know what I mean? But sometimes women just want to have beheads. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. They just want to get smashed off. I'll say that. that and that's it. That's just, just plain and simple. You know, one thing I said about um, R. Kelly and, and Bill Cosby was, I said R. Kelly and Bill must have forgotten to pay their Illuminati ties. <laughs> their, their ties. I said celebs are usually well protected from these types of scandals. And, and I'll just touch on that for a minute. There's so many things. How many of y'all saw that Cat Williams special where he was just going down the line talking about different celebrities and what goes on at these sex parties? Hollywood is this one, this just big giant. You know, it's it's evil. It's it's a it's very small. You know, everyone's initiated. When you become initiated, you you follow the rules of that society that all these celebrities are in. That's just what it is. They have these these Oscar sex parties, these Grammy parties that are 100% exclusive. You know, they they go to these restaurants, these these you know these parties, these get-togethers. These orgies, like it's all that stuff you see in places in movies like Eyes Wide Shut. It's all real. It all goes on. Okay, all these, these gay parties. Half these celebrities are gay, and they do these gay things, and but they never, it never becomes public because they're protected. And what I'm saying is, when but well, unfortunately, when you piss the, you know, the wrong people off. That's when those secrets come out. How many secrets do you think Brad Pitt has? How many secrets do you think Johnny Depp has or, you know, Matt Damon? Like, they all got celebrities. I mean, excuse me, all have secrets. All these celebrities have secrets. And, but why are they not, why are they not on the front page of CNN? Let me ask you all a question. I mentioned this a few months ago, maybe even a few years ago. Ask yourself this question. Who's one of the most popular talk show hosts right now, entertainers, comedians, out there, Steve Harvey's got to come to mind, right? Steve Harvey comes to mind. Do you know how much you do? And a lot of the stuff Steve Harvey has even told you, he's even told, like, talked about it on his stand-up and different things. I mean, so much stuff that he's done, so much dirt he's done. People like Tyler Perry, you know, when you are rich, when you are at the top of the A-list, the A-list you are protected from scandals. If you notice, you don't see scandals about the A-list celebrities, always these weirdos, the B-list celebrities, the C-list celebrities, or the people who have been A-list celebrities but now have fallen out of favor, right? That's when you start seeing the scandals. What's the last scandal you saw about, you know, I don't know, whoever? Watch this. When's the last why, – why can't, why can't Steve Harvey's wife, ex-wife, get an interview on Access Hollywood or – or, or or anywhere to tell her story about Steve how Steve Harvey really treated her, how he abused her, how he had her almost homeless, doesn't want to pay her. How come she has to only be able to tell her story on YouTube? How come those videos aren't going viral? Steve Harvey, the biggest name in comedy and entertainment right now, and his ex-wife has all this information that she's with. I might mess around and have her on my show. Let her tell her story here. You know what I'm saying? Why does she have to go there to tell her story? 
You ever know? I mean, think, really ask yourself. Right? I don't want to take too much time, but really ask yourself. All these stories, all the where's the interview with the chick that gave Usher uh, Usher gave herpes? Where's that interview at? You ever? I mean, these yeah, he has some stuff going on, but at the end of the day, these people are protected, and then except when you're not protected, and then after that, it's like, hey, you're on your own, Kevin Hart. You know, I mean, look at, I mean, you know how much I, mean, I know Kevin. Like this guy's from Philly. Like I know people who know him personally. I'll just say that. You know what I'm saying? And you know how much dirt that could come out on Kevin Hart. I mean, seriously. I'm not. I'm not. You know, a snitch. I'm not trying to say nothing. But I'm just saying, there's a lot of stuff from his past that could come out and be very damaging to him. But guess what? It won't come out. Not like on a national level. Why? Because he's protected. He's protected. Half these people are protected. All these people. I used to be in the club with Amber Rose. I used to see her leaving the club with dudes to get smashed off here in Philly. That was back when I was in the club. Like I, I could tell y'all stories for days, and had, I, I, you know, I've been telling y'all stories. This is like eleventh year on the air. Like I've been doing this over two thousand shows. You know, four five million down. Like I've been telling y'all stories. This stuff is real. You know, but at, after a certain point. Your, your value, it runs out. You know, that's why you see a lot of these celebrities at the top of their game sacrifice to the industry. Robin Williams, Elvis Presley, Whitney Houston. You ever notice the people that died? What's the other dude? I forget the actor. Um, oh, man. Uh, forget the guy. He died recently. But, yeah, man, a lot of times they're, like, at the top of their – you know, their game, and then, then you know, they move on to somebody else. They always need a, a fresh face. I, I, I don't want to get too deep into it, but read the Old Testament, guys. Just please read Deuteronomy. Please read Numbers. Read Leviticus. Read the types of evil and sinful and satanic things these celebrities of the Old Testament the the entertainers, the the prophets, the people who were really running things. You know what I'm saying? Like those people, like the sacrifices that they made, the evil things that they did, and how God punished them. And understand it. Uh, most of those things are now happening in modern in the modern day entertainment industry. And it's it wasn't good then when God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, and it darn sure isn't good now. It's in fact in many ways worse. When God sent that flood because there was so many people who were evil and, and doing all types of crazy things, God said, the heck with it. I'm just going to destroy the whole world. Oh, y'all want to be doing raping angels and trying to do all types of weird stuff? Okay, I'm just going to destroy it. You know what I mean? What you think is going on now? If he was mad then, you know, how do you think God feels about this stuff now? That's a whole nother topic. So one last thing I'll say about R. Kelly, and this is really just a message for the fathers. You know, I said online, I said, fathers, love, protect, and pray for your daughters so they won't end up fascinated with men like R. Kelly. You know what I mean? I mean, really, like, 
and it's only weirdos. It's only like weirdos who come on Facebook and don't really know me. They probably never heard this show. They don't know what I, who I am and what I do. They're not familiar with my history of helping women. They, you know, I get it. You know, they're just ignorant. But some people, oh, you know, why are you bashing the, the women? Why, why are you always coming at the? I'm like, what are you talking? About? I'm trying to help the women. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here to bash. I'm trying to help women. That's what I do for a living. You know, Talbot Relationship Counseling is there specifically for women to to have the knowledge so they cannot be, you know, played and, and, and heartbroken by men. You know, and I say, first of all, a lot of the fathers, you know, are, are letting their daughters down. Let me say that again. A lot of these fathers are letting their daughters down by not being present in their lives, by, you know, not taking care of them financially, not protecting them physically, you know, emotionally, just not being there. And these women, these specifically these black women, are growing up with anger, with resentment, you know, and, 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 and overly, and all that anger and emotion in many cases, it, it leads to overly aggressive Sexual appetite, and, I, and I'm being honest with you. It does. There's so there's such a disconnect between the heart and and, and the mind. And, you know, it, it just filters through the body. You know, they're so mad, they're so angry, they're so resentful and, and hurt that a lot of times they close off their hearts to the idea of love. And, and, and all that anger and emotion, it just overflows sexually. And I'm just being honest. I've had women tell me this. They say, well, I, you know, I don't care about love. F love. I'm just going to have sex. And so that's why you have so many women out here having sexual, different sexual partners, getting their ass ate like groceries. All that stuff is only getting more and more sexual. Why? Because their fathers, the fathers are becoming more and more scarce. These women, these women are not feeling protected. I'll tell you something. I told people, rest in peace to my father-in-law, my, my wife's father. He told me when he first met me, he said, look, he said, come here. He said, come on, come, uh, come on outside. I'm going to talk to you outside. I'm outside to him. And we talked. He said, look, man, he said, I like you. You seem like a good dude. He said, you know, but at the end of the day, he said, that's my daughter. She's one of two daughters. He said, I love her. And she is protected. That's what he told me. He said, she's protected. He said, I got her back. He said, I don't care about nothing else that's going on. He said, I have her back. And he said, ain't nothing going to happen to her. I said, yo, I, I hear you. You know, I said, nah, you ain't going to worry about it. He said, no, no, I don't care. He said, no, I ain't worried about it. He said, I'm just letting you know that she's protected. I said, cool, we ain't got no problems. And I respected that. It wasn't one of those tough guys. It was one of being a father. He let me know that, you know, hey, at the end of the day, he had her back. And that is what so many of these young women are are missing. They don't have fathers that give a damn about them. They don't feel protected. So what happens? So what happens? A lot of times, not all, but a lot of times they end up dealing with these niggas because they have the guns, they have the street cred, and, they, and they, they allow them. And so what happens is those situations never go the way they 
you know, they expect them to, right? They end up single, pregnant, you know, two kids. But even but in that moment, they felt protected. Maybe, I don't know, but maybe that's what's going on over in R. Kelly's sex dungeon. You know, I'm just saying, I don't know if it's a dungeon or not, but I'm just saying maybe that's what's going on. Maybe R. Kelly allows these women to feel protected. Where are the fathers? I don't, I don't know what kind of, kind of father uh, this guy is to her. You know, I don't know. I'm not going to claim to know. I'm just saying maybe. Maybe that's what's going on. I know for a fact with thousands of women that I've personally counseled, that's been what's going on. Every, when I do these counseling sessions, one of the first things I ask, I say, well, tell me about the relationship with your father. I say, well, you know, well, they uh, you know, he just, you know, he wasn't around. Or he was around, but he was a drug addict. Or I watched him beat my mom. Or, you know what I'm saying, he was a cheater. You know, and, and, you know, it's like that's why we're even talking to begin with. That's why you're about to tell me the story about this guy you're going through hell with because that's where it started. So it's not about blaming. And, and if you hear anybody talking crazy or saying stupid stuff on Facebook, usually I block them or just get rid of them because I don't even – like if you start calling me judgmental, you you bet. I don't even – I'm not even going to deal with I'm just going to – you know, I don't even want you around me. But if you but just direct them back to this show, what I'm saying right now. It's not about bashing. It's not about blaming. If any, and I've said this plenty of times in the past, but if anything, it's just, let's blame these fathers. Let's, it starts with these fathers. Y'all see me. What am I doing with my daughter all the time? You know, anytime you see me posting on Instagram, 90% of the time is with my wife and kids. It's me and my daughter. It's me and my son. Like, we got to get back to that. We got to get back to that. You know, my, my, my uh, daughter still comes in, you know, Daddy, I, like, like 3 o'clock it was raining. Then she crawls in the bed. But the other night she'll come in and say, Daddy, can you come lay with me? Yeah, sure. If I'm, like, tired in the middle of the night. Yeah, come on, I'll come lay with you. And the sad thing about it is there are, five, there are so many young girls that can't, that don't feel comfortable doing that because there's some sick, perverted bastards raping their daughters or stepfathers raping their daughters. You know, I mean, let's keep it real. Let's talk about it. Let's be real. There's so many, you know, uh, a lot of these women are so passionate about some of these topics because they've been raped. Because many of them have been molested. This Bill Cosby stuff, a lot of these women have been, they've been date raped. They've been molested. They've been touched by an uncle, a cousin, a stepfather, a father. Like, it's one of those things that the media really doesn't talk about. But I, listen, I personally, let me just explain this again. I personally counseled, I'll say, I don't even want to put a number on it because it's so many, over a thousand easy women who have been molested. Raped. Per, that's just me personally. So can you imagine black women? Not I don't work with too many white women. You know what I mean? But specifically, thousands of black women who've been touched inappropriately. And that, and again, not to not to belabor, but we've got to get back to the fathers because that's where it starts. One of the things I said online, I said if a grown woman gets on camera saying that she's okay. She's not being held hostage. I said, what's all the hype about? Does that mean there aren't significant issues going on in her life? You know, probably if she's dealing with R. Kelly. 
but is she being held hostage? Should R. Kelly be prosecuted? And to be quite honest with you, I would file a lawsuit for defamation of character if I was R. Kelly against that that family and, and whoever else. Because his, his name is getting drugged through the mud. Actually, dragged would be the proper, you know, pronunciation of that word. There's no such word as drug. A lot of people use that word incorrectly. Uh, what else? I guess I'll talk about Usher. And uh, although, you know, I mean, Usher, well, I mean, what happened? You know, he, he married Tamika. He evidently he cheated on her with one of the bridesmaids. I mean, that that's just some some low-down stuff right there. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even really have too much to say about it. Everybody wants to talk about it. It's like, talk about it for what? Like, a lot of y'all got certain STDs or different things going on. Like, if he did it, it looks like he did. He paid her, you know, what she sued him. You know, he paid her, and that was that. And everybody wants to make jokes and do the memes. I get it, whatever. But I, who am I to judge? You know, like, who are, who are any of us to judge those types of situations? We've all done dirt. You know, we've all done things that we're not proud of. And I'm sure Usher isn't, you know, he's not proud of this. So, you know, I, I'll pray for him. I wish him the best. You know, just like I wish everybody involved the best, you know. Not a, not a, you know what I mean? It's like, like it's not a lot to say about that situation. What I will say is, ladies, stop dealing with these niggas. You know, stop dealing with these men because of their status. You know, whether it's their celebrity, a singer, um, musician, an actor, an author, or whatever. You know, uh, these social uh, social media activists who you know these guys with the the YouTube uh, followers and all that. I mean, like, just stop. You know, it's not all about how much money someone has. It's not all about the clout and the influence that they have. Sometimes it's just about, you know, how that person loves you, how they're going to treat you. You know, and, and if you're the type of woman that's, you know, overly concerned with status, well, you're probably going to end up dealing with someone like that. Not necessarily saying he'll give you a STD, but you know it probably won't be the type of situation where you're 100% happy. Yeah. So I mean that's like that's all I really had to say about Usher. What else? Everybody wants to talk about this this uh, power. Everyone's talking about power. I said online. I said, who remembers when it was actually a debate about what was better, power or or uh, or empire? And I'll tell you guys something. I was never really a big fan of Empire. Um, I, in fact, I just hope they cancel it soon. To be honest, I mean, I I watch it, um, just but just because it, it's one of those shows that's so so popular that I already know they're gonna flood it with with hidden messages, demonic and satanic imagery. You know, all I mean, just all types of stuff. And I want to, you know, I, this is my business. This is what I do. You know, I I'm a teacher. You know, I teach this stuff, how to identify certain things. So I wouldn't want to be out of the loop. So, and I, my wife will tell you, like, yeah, I watch it, but it's just like, it's like pulling teeth. Like, I really hate it. Um, but what I will say is, and I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to talk down to anybody, but but I do enjoy power. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I don't, it, power is not pulling teeth. That's an entertaining show. 
you know, and I'll tell you, know, I don't sit here and try to act like, oh, I'm holier than thou. I don't watch it. I watch it. I watch it Sunday afternoon right after church, or I watch it Sunday morning on days when we don't go to church. Like, I'm not here to try to front or put on a show for you. I, you know, y'all know me. I keep it real. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, it's one of those shows that it's interesting because, you know, so many women, they hate Angela. It's it's interesting. It's ironic that so many women dislike Angela, but yet have this, but are being cheated on by their man for the same reason that Ghost is cheating with with Angela. You guys understand that a lot of women out here are Tasha, and their man is cheating with Becky with the good hair, so to speak. You know, Jay Z knows all about that. I've said I've said it all the time. Just like Jay Z is gonna cheated on Beyonce for someone, the total opposite of Beyonce. We all know that to be true by now. The same way Carmelo cheated on Lala. The same way Ghost is cheating on Tasha. The same way your man is cheating on you. You know, no disrespect, but at some point you got to open your eyes. At some point you can't just keep saying. Oh well, he's just a cheater, or oh, you know, he's afraid to come in, or you know, whatever. At some point, you got to say, well, you know, maybe there is something, and maybe there is something that I'm doing. Maybe I could do something differently to bring about a different result. You know, I just did a special recently, a few weeks ago, on uh, on, on side chicks, and I talked about why Ti cheated on Tiny, Jay Z cheated on Beyonce, Carmelo, and you know, I really listened to that show. You know, really listen to it. One of the things that I that everyone is talking about is uh is is the fact that and the reason real quick I I don't believe that Kevin Hart is cheating on uh Aniko. I'll tell you something that he said which was interesting. I tell you so much about what he said, and I guess you know we never really know. But one I was watching an interview with him one time on the Breakfast Club, and he was saying that you know he's done everything, and it's kind of like me. It's just like. If you're one of those losers out here who who only started getting women or only started living a certain type of lifestyle at a certain point once you got some money, you got some fame, then, yeah, that's when a lot of times you see guys out here cheating. But when you've done certain things for so long, the goal becomes to settle down. You know what I mean? Like that becomes – for a lot of these celebrities, the goal is to have all these – like Terrence J, for example. It's interesting. Terrence J is a perfect example of what I'm about to say. I was watching an interview with him on The Breakfast Club. Now, maybe you guys heard it, and he was talking to uh, Charlamagne and Envy about uh, when he, him and his friends went. He bought this crib out in L.A., this big house. He's like, yeah, yeah, we're just going to be savage summer. We're going to just get this house. We have all these girls. We're going to you know, do this and that, da, 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 you know, smash off all these chicks that, and I'm like, I could, you kind of tell, like, I used to watch him on 106 Apart. He wasn't really getting a lot of girls back in the day. Like, you can kind of tell. Like, you could probably tell that a lot of the stuff he's now doing, he's doing now because of his status. He wasn't that cool back in the day. He was kind of a weirdo when he first got on 106 Apart. And when he was on 106 Apart, I think he had just graduated from college. You know what I mean? So, you know, he wasn't really doing a lot of stuff. And so, or living a certain type of life. A little awkward, which is fine. A lot of us were. But my point is, you know, when you're somebody like Kevin Hart and you've been doing stuff a long time, 
when you get that special one, you don't look to still do keep doing all the stuff you've been doing. You're cool. You're content. And so you, you kind of just got to understand where a man is at, ladies. A lot of y'all are dealing with these men in what I call the ready, excuse me, the dog stage or the player stage and thinking that they're going to be faithful to you. You need to get that man in the ready to settle down stage. If you're not familiar, I'm working with several women right now through private one-on-one counseling um, as far as to, to, to discuss the difference between those stages. Give me a call, 855-55-DATON, if you, you, know, if you want to do a, like, get some behind-the-scenes knowledge of really what that means. But that's what's going on out here. A lot of women are dealing with these guys that are obviously not ready to settle down, and you got to know. If you don't know, you're going to be in for a world of hurt. You know, a lot of these celebrities, you know, Carmelo, like all of them, they're not in the ready to settle down stage, obviously. A lot of people say, oh, but they, but they got married. So what? Getting married does not mean you're at a stage in your life where you want to settle down. It just means you you get married. That's why a lot of the, most of these marriages end up in divorce. Now, one of the situations, one of the, uh, well, the, the situations that I wanted to d- discuss from Power was Lala. And that, now, Power is an interesting show, but it's weird. They just throw these sex scenes in there kind of for no reason. It's just like, all right, it's like some of these shows on Cinemax. It's like, all right, you know there's just going to be sex in it. And Power is one of those shows. It's just like, okay, we're just going to have sex. And Lala, you know, it's interesting because she has a young son and she's doing these sex scenes. Now, from an actor standpoint, she yes, she's an actress, and I was listening to her on uh, on the Breakfast Club, and she was this, you know, discussing like, "Hey, look, I'm an actor. At the beginning of the season, I signed a nudity clause, basically stating at some point there may be nudity, and you know, I have to agree to do that." And she was okay with that. She said she takes her acting craft very seriously. I'm, I'm, I have no problem with that. You know, what she chooses to do, that's her decision. But for me. You know, the, a lot of people were asked, I posed the question over in the Friends of the Day Down Public Show group, um, you know, is Lala a bad mother? Do you agree with people saying that she's a bad mother? Because not just the sex scenes, but for the explicit nature of these sex scenes, does that make her a, a bad mother? I'll say this. I've never seen my mother naked. I can't even imagine that. Um, I would never want to imagine that. And, you know, and even back in the day, we just live in a different age. I don't know if moms, I mean, moms are obviously getting younger. Back in the day, moms just looked like moms. You know, moms looked like moms. It was like you didn't have mothers acting like hoes. You didn't have mothers getting smashed off on camera. You didn't have mothers wearing tight booty shorts asses out, boobs out. I never saw that growing up. Not from my mom, not from my aunts, not from my friends' parents, like none of that. We look, and it's really sad that we look. you look around and you see so many of these kids, they have to see their mothers looking and carrying themselves as hoes. You know, we, we have to – there was a point when a time 
when society would judge people to the point where nobody wanted to go against the grain. Nobody wanted to even be viewed in that way. But now it's just like society has changed, so we're seeing the women change. There's no respectability out here. Lala, and I said this before, I said on the last show, I said on the show before, I understand 100% why Carmelo cheated. If you now say it again for people who may have missed it, but if you missed it, you're tripping because that was those two crazy shows. Definitely check out the archives. But you can't be like that. No, no man. I don't care what people say. I don't care what any man says. I don't care what any woman says. No man wants his wife to be lusted after by men. Period. You don't want that. You do not. When that's one thing, like okay, if I go out. And I tell my wife, you know, put on this dress. I like how you look in this dress. Put on this dress, and I'm going out with you. Okay, that's one thing. But there is not a man on the planet. I don't care what anyone says to you. If they say otherwise, they're lying. There's not a man on the planet that's okay with his wife getting ravaged and caressed and fondled by another man, whether that's on camera or anything. They're not out. No one wants that. Now, some people say, okay, whatever, I mean, I'll support you. Why the heck do you think Dwayne Wade cheated? Gabrielle Union is a whore on being Mary Jane. She's the biggest hoe on TV you know, and that I've ever seen, white or black. There's never been a more hoeish television character than Mary, being Mary Jane, <laughs> okay? And you can act like there is, but she's like the biggest hoe in the history of television, certainly the, the biggest black hoe uh, in, the history, in the history of television. Okay, and and no one wants that. It's a reason Dwayne Wade went out and cheated. Not to say that he's right for doing that, but I'm just saying that's like a natural reaction when you you respect a woman with your faithfulness when she respects you and respects her body. Lala is not respecting her body. Tommy was killing that on power. You know, I mean, like, it's one thing to be like, all right, I'm going to do a sex scene or we have a love scene. But it's like I'm pretty sure uh, – I mean, I can't even think of any examples, but the bottom line is we want our woman to be respected. There's no way you can – if you can type in on Google Lala's, Lala Anthony's boobs, nobody wants that. No, how do you want your wife to be able to be Google – somebody can Google her, her breasts? Her bare breasts. Come on. Matter of fact, I'll do I'll do something for you. And I could be wrong. I haven't prepared for this. I haven't researched this. But this is just off the top of my head right now. Show me a black actress who's happily married, black anyone, any black woman who's happily married to a great guy and have had who's had a great marriage, where you can Google their bare breasts. Right now, all right. I'm talking about no public cheating, no scandals, nothing crazy going on. But someone who's just happily married, no scandals, no drama, no nothing. But you can go ahead and Google their bare breasts from whether it's Halle Berry, Beyonce, Lala, Gabrielle Union, you know those types of people. Let me know. Oh, and, and I'll be clear. Carrie White and people say, oh, what about Carrie? Oh, don't worry about that. That divorce is coming. Just, just sit back and wait. It's coming. 
it's all coming eventually. You when you try to you know when you try to you know build these relationships on a foundation of lust and sex, you know, and emotional unavailability, it's gonna fail. But Lala, that's not. I feel sorry for these kids. I feel sorry for Blue Ivy. I feel sorry for uh, Cayenne, Lala's son. I feel very sorry for them because they have to look and be like, wow, my, man, my mom is, is, present, is not respecting her body. You know, I never, I'm thankful, praise God, that I never had to worry about that, have that feeling. I'm so glad my, my daughters, excuse me, my daughter and my son don't have to grow up thinking, dang, you know, my, my mom is, is a freak. Damn, my mom, damn, she getting it from the back. Dang, my mom is a freak. Like, you shouldn't, no no child should have to think that. Now, they're young now, but eventually, he's going to grow up and be like, damn, mom, what the heck? And that's going to lower the respect level that he's going to have for these women. If your mom is a hoe or, or playing a hoe on camera, you know, what, what does that mean? I mean, don't get it twisted. Lala's a freak. A lot of people didn't get this from the debate that I was online. But Lala says a lot of freaky stuff. Lala says a lot of slick stuff, you know, like in these interviews. She tries to laugh it off, but it's just like stuff that I wouldn't even want my wife saying publicly. You know, like she flirts with other dudes, like the dude um, from, from Queen Sugar I, I was saying online. You know, they asked her about it, like, yeah, so we heard that you, you and Carmelo kind of separated right now, and you kind of got a little friendly with the, with the dude, the dude from, uh, I forget his name, from, from Queen Sugar, Dark Skin Dude, and they said you exchanged numbers with him. She's like, ha, 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 ha. They're like, why are you, she laugh? they're like, what you laughing for? She's like, because he's sexy. Like, damn, he, damn, my wife is calling another dude sexy, and they're like, well, did you exchange numbers with him? She's like, uh, uh, playing it off, lying. Like, uh, I, I don't know. Go listen to it. She sounds so stupid lying. She's like, uh, I don't remember if I exchanged numbers with him. She's like, I might have. She's like, I might have exchanged numbers with him. What the hell do you mean you, you might have exchanged numbers with him? What do you, either you did or you don't. Like, look in your phone. Do you see the dude? You know, dude from Queen Sugar in your phone. Like, either you did or you didn't. But yet you said they're lying. And, and you wonder why Carmelo's out here cheating. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, that wouldn't be my wife. Not not in a million years, and I don't know anyone who who would wife her up. The way she talks, the way she carries herself, and then on top of that, you got how she is on power. And I'm just being real. See, a lot of a lot of women they they just think how they want to think, and y'all can think how you want to think, ladies, but you need to start thinking how men think. You need to start, or actually, excuse me, you need to start understanding how men. You can't think like us, but you need to understand our thought process. Because a lot of women out here think they can do the things that Lala does and Beyonce does, and they can be like Mary Jane and all this other stuff and still think they can get a man that's going to love them and be faithful to them, and then they wonder why they're single. How, why do you think you've got so many women that listen to this show every, every so often posting, oh, my gosh, thank you so much, I'm now married to a great guy, and I've been listening to your show for five years. Like, why do you think that, where do you think that comes from? Where do you think that comes from? Because it's real advice that will help you get what you really want. Not all this other stuff that the world is trying to throw out you or all the politically correct or women should be able to do this and this is 2000. You can do all that if you want to, but you're just going to be a statistic. If you really want love, you're going to listen to what I'm saying 
and you're not gonna you know, you're not gonna be like these these freaks on T V. Speaking of which, now the girls trip came out this week and now I didn't get a chance to uh check the numbers for it or I didn't get a chance to see it. I was very preoccupied with my daughter and, you know, taking you know, a trip with her, went down to DC to the uh, Smithsonian Zoo, which is really great. Check it out if you guys are in the area. But um, I'm going to watch it, and, you know, and when I do, just like always, I'll be doing a, a in-depth uh, review of the film and, you know, the characters. But I got to be honest with you guys. Like, and, I, I, again, I have not seen the film, but I've seen the previews. I've seen many interviews with, Tiffany Haddish, uh, Jada, Queen Latifah. I've seen, like, it, it's, and I, I'll say this about Tiffany Haddish. I, I don't remember ever seeing or heard anyone, a black woman, as vulgar and as, um, you know, just disrespectful of herself than than listening to her. Uh, I think I listened to her on The Breakfast Club. And, I mean, just no respect. And it's interesting because if you listen to that interview, she talks in great detail about how hard her childhood was. And and just so, I mean, it's like, wow. Like, she's been through a lot. I mean, from from her mother being in a, a really bad car accident to her stepfather trying to kill her, kill the kids, kill her mother. Um, I, I think she says she was molested or, or raped, one of the two, if not both. Um, just a lot of, you know, have, having to grow up early. She, you know, had to take care of her family when her mom got uh, into the accident at like 14, 15. She's been doing a lot. And and she says she she struggles with um, depression and uh, different types of mental illnesses. And, and, it, it really, and, that, and, again, not to make light of those things, but her history explains a lot, even from what I was talking about earlier in the show, with just how sexual she is. She was talking about how she, she how like one time she was dealing with this dude with this really huge penis and talking about how it got all so far up into her. She had to go to the hospital. I'm just like, how? She's like, oh, but don't get it wrong. I can, I know how to ride a dick, and, and, but but that one was just. Crazy. I'm like, she's like, yeah, I had a lot of penises, but that one was like the biggest I've ever seen. I'm like, yo, what kind of woman talks like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, really, what kind of, how little respect do you have for yourself that you're just, like, talking and being so vulgar and nasty and cussing every five minutes and just being disgusting? And I haven't even seen the film, but from what I hear, she's even more raunchy in the film. And it's just like women, everyone's talking, oh, she's so funny and this and that. I want to be like her. Or that's, that's my new best friend. I'm like... Why would you? Why would you want a, a best friend that has no respect for herself? You know, and, and that's just based on what she's presenting. I'm not judging her off. Of, I'm strictly going off of what she's presenting to the world. And and, and so, like I said, the, I had no. I'm gonna go see the film. I'm gonna, my wife is gonna see the film. There's no problem with seeing a film. I watch Power. You know, I go see Spider-Man. I'll, I'll go see whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. You can watch what you want to watch as long as you are able to differentiate, you know, truth from fiction. 
you know, but like a lot of times the problem with this these, this music and these movies and these TV shows is, is a lot of women specifically live vicariously through Olivia Pope, through Mary Jane Paul, through Beyonce and a lot of her music. And, and it, it, it becomes who they are in, in many cases, not all, but in many cases, like you even hear women talking like, yeah, that's what I do. That's how I treat these dudes this and that. And then they wonder why they're, why they're single. You know, oh, I want to be like Lala. Oh, yeah, this man. It's like, come on. And so with this girl's trip situation, what's happening is a lot of women are, are taking these girls' trips, and, and they've been taking girls' trips. And I told you guys uh, last on the last show about how the, I asked the, the young woman, I was like, do you have a boyfriend? And she's like, not not on this trip. It's like, and I, like I said, I haven't seen the film, but from what I understand, these women go away, you know, go down to the Essence Festival, couple of, I don't know who, they get smashed off, one night stands, different situations. How Stella got a groove back, goes down to Jamaica, you know what I'm saying, gets smashed off by Winston. I did a classic show on How Stella got a groove back many, many, many years ago. Check it out if you if you can find it. That is not, like, respectable women don't do that. I mean, you guys know that, right? Like, a lot of women, they think, like, okay, they're 30 years old. It's okay, I'm ready for love. Right, I've had my fun in my 20s. I've had a lot of sex. I'm going clubbing. I do that. I'm ready for love. I want to have some kids. My biological clock is ticking. I'm ready to settle down. So what do they do? They still go out. They still do what they've been doing, but just with a different mentality. They start looking at these dudes differently. So what happens is they meet these guys, and instead of just playing the games or just sleeping with them and you know keeping it moving, whatever happens, now they're like, oh, maybe you could be the one. But a lot of times, they're, they're, so they're still dating, they still have that hope, but then they still have the sex, right? They still have the sex, but just with a different mentality, hoping they could lead to something else. And the man is like, no, just because your mentality has changed doesn't mean mine has. You can't have sex with a man and expect him to wipe you up. You can't just be a freak and expect him to look at you as a wife. It doesn't make any sense. At some point, if black women want to get married, black women have to start respecting their bodies. Now, that's the uncomfortable truth that nobody really wants to talk, probably why you're never going to see me on the cover of Essence magazine, which I'm perfectly fine with at this point. I came to that realization a long time ago. You can't, you know, but it's, it's unpopular, but it needs to be said. At some point, you've got to start keeping your legs closed. At some point, you've got to start saying, you know, I'm not going to have sex with every man that, you know, I'm interested in or that shows interest in me. You know, I'm going to go on this girl's trip. Yes, I'm going to have some martinis. Yes, I'm going to have some, you know, whatever, some alcohol. But I'm not. I'm going to respect my body enough to say, you know what, I'm not just going to give my body to a stranger. Like, why is that okay? Like, what kind of woman thinks that's okay to go to a foreign country, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and just sleep with someone, go to a party, and then leave with taking back to your hotel room, you know, go down on him, let him go down on you, crazy sex, pass out, and never see him again. At what? I mean, who thinks that's okay? When did that become what black women do? I thought we were queens, and you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's kings and queens, and that's where we come from. At what point did, did we stop respecting our bodies? Why is girls, I'm probably, I haven't even seen them. I'm pretty sure, you know, it made like 30, 40 million opening weekend. You know, and I'm not, like I said, you can have fun. 
It's it's fine to have fun, but you need to understand, ladies, just like you guys are going to go see Girls Trip, please understand, men are probably going to see Girls Trip as well. Okay, I'm going to see Girls Trip. A lot of men are going to go see Girls Trip. They're just going to see the film. And, and I mean, it's not even about a film because we don't even need a film. This has been going on. We know what goes on on Girls Trips. We know what it is because we do it too. When the fellas go down to Cancun or the fellas go down to Jamaica or whatever or, or, or the Dominican Republic, oh, there's, there's a lot of sex going on. Don't, don't get that twisted. You know what I'm saying? Just like we do, we know y'all do it. And we're not judging you for it, but please understand, when it comes to a wife, we've got to put our own best interests first. I did not want a woman. Please, this is probably the realest I've ever been in my life. Please listen to what I'm about to say to you, because this is 100% important. I'm married. We just celebrated seven years. The woman I married did not was not the recipient of my behavior that, you know what I'm saying, back when I was younger. I would not have married a woman who did the things that I did to them back in the day. Let that marinate for a little bit. Some people might say, well, hold up, isn't that hypocritical? You can call it what you want, but men don't want women who do the same thing that we do. Most of us are bastards. You know, we're not hiding that. Most men will let you know, hey, look, you know, I'm ready for a wife now, but I've done some dirt in my past. Okay? And, And unfortunately, unfortunately, women believe that the same thing applies to them. Women believe that they can say, hey, I'm ready for a husband, but I've done X, Y, and Z dirt in my past, and I expect you to just look past it. Yes, we as men expect you to look past it. You know, is that a double standard? You darn right it is. But it is one of those double standards that is is what it is and is going to be what it's going to be. The best women are not going away on these girls' trips and getting smashed off. The best women are not getting trains ran on them in college. The best women are not out here going on four or five dates in a week, sleeping with one or two of these guys. That is not what the best women are doing. Let me tell you what the best women are doing. They're sitting around somewhere with their girlfriends, maybe going out to a concert sometime, going out to eat sometime every once in a while, you know, going to Bible study, going to church on Sundays. They live a nice, quiet, modest life, and then their husband finds them. That might not be exciting for you right now as Queen Latifah and, you know, Jada going to set it off down at the Essence Festival. It might not be as exciting, but if you can be patient, you will be found by your husband, and that's where the real fun begins. Or you can have your fun when you're single and you can remain single. I'm just, you know, it, 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 you do what you want to do. I'm just saying that's, those are the choices. And so many women, they get impatient. They start losing faith in God. And they say, you know what? This is taking too long. I was 30. Now I'm 35. So now I'm ready for that girl's trip. You didn't send me my husband, God. So now I'm ready for the girl's trip. Well, I'm here to say, why don't you hold off on the girl's trip and take the church retreat? Might not be as fun as the Queen Sugar dude or Lorenz Tate, but it might help your husband find you a little bit quicker. I'm just saying, that's just my advice. Now, if you guys think I don't know what I'm talking about, hey, go watch Girls Trip, go listen to Beyonce, watch Power and and get smashed off like La La, and you see how that works out. 
What else? I want to, speaking of church, a couple more things before I wrap it up today. There was a really, really, really big debate uh, in the Friends of the Data on Topa Show group recently, actually over the weekend on, um, I forget exactly, what was it about? Uh, it was a picture posted um, uh, on is this appropriate attire for church? It was a, a, you know, a very you know, full-figured black woman with a very form-fitting dress on. And the question was, is this, you know, an appropriate dress for church? Or actually the question was, is this dress inappropriate? And the reality was a lot of people, you know, it was was mixed. A lot of people said that it was inappropriate. A lot of people said it was not inappropriate. You know, what if that's all she has? Um, I heard a lot of different things. You know, y'all are judging and, I shouldn't even be in this group because y'all are so judgmental and this and they start throwing around insults. And I don't do the insults. You just got to go. You know, but if y'all, you know, it's great to have a, a conversation, you know, respectfully, but, you know, once the insults start, you got to go. Um, but it's fine for it. It was a really good conversation otherwise. And here's my thoughts on it. There are two types of women out here. And it kind of goes back to what I was just saying. There's the freaks out here of the world and the women who will be treated like freaks and viewed as freaks. And then there are the women who will, will be somebody's wife. And so the ultimate question is, which one are you? I mean, that's really what it comes to. Are you a freak? Do you want to be viewed as a, as a freak? Or do you want to be viewed as a respectable, classy woman? A lot of women out here want to be viewed as respectable and classy, but they carry themselves as a freak because they feel that's the only way for them to get attention. They feel like that's the only way to get noticed. They said, I've had women tell me, I hear you, but I've been that girl that was, you know, covered up and, you know, I went out with my girlfriends and they're the ones that got all the attention. And I said, you know, what about me? So I decided to do what was going to bring me the attention. And I said, what you got to understand is there's a difference between uh, uh, sexual interest in genuine interest. You know, genuine interest is different from sexual attraction. And a lot of, most women out here are only getting sexual attraction. Now, unless you're the biggest whore on the planet, a man is going to have to act like he has genuine interest, even though it's actually just sexual attraction. Listen to what I'm saying to you. Just because a man says, oh, yeah, let me take you out, or, hey, let me exchange numbers with you, or, you know, what are you doing this week? You know, he he might see that dress and be like, damn, that ass is fat. Damn, I sure would like to hit that. So does he say? Does he walk over to that woman and say, damn, your ass is fat, I just want to hit that? Of course not, not unless he's an idiot. But he'll probably say, oh, hey, how you doing, miss? Hey, I just saw you over there. just wanted to uh, introduce myself. You know, maybe we can exchange numbers. Let me take you out sometime. Now, that doesn't sound bad, but in his mind, he's just thinking with one thing. In his mind, he's thinking, how fast can I get this? If a man sees, I don't care, and I don't care if that's in church. I don't care if he sees that ass in the supermarket. It doesn't matter where he sees it, the thought process is going to be the same. So as, as far as the question goes, is it inappropriate? I said online, the church leadership determines what's inappropriate and what's not inappropriate. I've been to churches where I see pastors in jeans and a T-shirt. 
You know what I mean? You, so there's plenty of churches where there is no dress code. So it's not you can't say that dress is inappropriate for all churches across the board because some churches, that's just what it is. You just go with what you want to wear. That's fine. But what makes it inappropriate, in my opinion, is this her spirit, is the lustful, you know, uh, nature of the outfit, of the attire. And people can say, oh, you know, whatever, you don't know what's going on. Listen, I'm not stupid, nor am I overly consumed with being, with the desire to be politically correct. I already told you, I don't care about that. I know what it is. I know what women do. I've seen my wife do it. I've seen plenty of women do it. When y'all get dressed, what's the first thing y'all do? You know what y'all do, ladies. You turn to the side, you turn to the other side, and you see what that ass looks like. Keep it real. You look at it. Everyone does. You see, you know what, you know what it looks like. And you know why you want to know what it looks like. You want to see what we're going to see. And if you see what's going on back there, and you, you got to think, like, dang, do I, you know, is, do I really want to wear this to church? Do I want to be this much of a distraction? Or are you going there with the intention of men looking and you trying to get a husband? That's what's really going on. And people would disagree. People disagreed in the group. They disagree. I get it. I heard it, whatever. I don't buy it. Y'all know what y'all do. I know women better than most women know women. I know it all. Y'all know I know it all. I've been doing this. I know what y'all, I know what's going on in y'all minds. Y'all know what y'all are doing. And if you're doing that in church, you're doing it with the, with the purpose of distracting a man, a quote-unquote churchly man, a godly man. How how you trying to attract a godly man with, with, with a fat ass? Come on, you know what I mean? I mean, come on, that's the sin in of itself. Y'all know that's not cool. I said online, I said that, that, that praise and worship two-step would be crazy. Y'all know what y'all doing. I see women twerking in church. Y'all, I mean, I mean, I'm like, yo, come on. That's a, that's a, I know it's a two step, but come on, y'all putting a little too much into that two step. Relax, you know. Y'all, you know what I mean. Y'all, y'all know how y'all dance in the club, and when you want a man to come up behind you and, and grind on, that's what that's what women be doing in the church sometimes. I'm like, yo, chill. I be, you know, I be trying to look away, like, you know, I don't want to get in trouble. You move, slide over there, go over to the other pew. Don't get me in trouble. And people need to understand that it's not about being respectful, disrespectful, but men are men and women are women. Like, you're not, if a woman, man is walking down the street butt naked, you're going to look. Just like if a, if a woman, a full figured woman, is walking around with boobs out, you know, big butt, a man, unless he's gay, is going to look. And I look at, I look at guys sometimes. To see, I, I know, like, there's a lot of fruitcakes out here. Like, if, 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 if a woman walks down the street with a big butt, if I'm sitting next to it in a chair with a man, and, the, and the, the, the ass is just, like, crazy, and he doesn't look, I'm like, okay, you're gay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, get, I got I to gotta move. There's, you see, like, some people won't tell you that. Because there's nothing wrong. It's called human nature. If a man doesn't look at a beautiful woman, oh, you must be gay then. And so what I'm saying is you, you have to be aware of, you know, what you're doing when you're wearing certain outfits. There's a time and a place for everything. That's, if you're going on a date, fine. You know what I'm saying? Fine. You, you know, that's no problem. You want your 
your guy to be attracted to you. That's fine. But if you know what you're doing and you, you, you're trying to do that in church, you want the deacon to be staring at that ass? Come on, lady. Help, you know, my, I had an ex-girlfriend. It was funny, but it was an inside joke for a while with me and her. For her father, she was, <laughs> she came down to the cell. I was going to take her out, and she had her shirt open. And, and like, she had some cleavage. She had big breasts. And she had her, some cleavage, and uh, and and the and the father was like, "Hey, come on, go change your shirt. Come on, you said you said help help a brother out." You know what I mean? It was an inside joke for a while, but it's like, "Yo, get a man a break." You know, you you got them things out. You know, he's gonna look. You know? So she wouldn't change. But hey, come on, be 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 respectful, be considerate. You know, nobody these guys aren't trying to give you directions. You know, in 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 the church in the pews. You know, nobody wants to say it. I'll just, I'll be the bow say it. You know, y'all know what y'all be doing. I see, I saw them in, in the freaking service on Sunday. I tapped my wife. I said, whoa, she got a freakum dress on. Women coming to church in freakum dress. You know? I, you know I, and, 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 you know, you see men looking. You see the deacons looking. You see the, you know, the, the, the uh, ushers looking. Nobody, you're not trying to be disrespectful, but, you don't want to be out of order in church, but at the end of the day, we're men. And it's like this big elephant in the room. It's like, okay, you got all these beautiful women. You got all these these these, these outfits on, these inappropriate outfits, and nobody wants to say, like, okay, so I'm supposed to sit here like a freaking horse with the blinders on and just look. I mean, come on. We're, we're, we're adults. We're grown. And at some point, women, y'all have to know that and understand that, like, hey, look, I don't want to be that chick that is causing all of these men to look. Now, is, uh, some people said in the group, okay, was well, that the man's fault? Is he the one struggling with lust? You, you're darn right we're struggling with lust. Who doesn't struggle with lust? You know, everyone does. Where It's called the flesh. Why do you think the church, the Bible calls for us to fast and to pray and to resist temptation so that the devil will flee? It's because there's always going to be lust. James 4, 7 says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist that ass. It's hard to resist it. But if you do it, he will flee. So that's what we need y'all to do, ladies. Flee. You know, change your outfit. Fellas, control, you know what I'm saying? But it's, it's, it goes both ways. But in regards to that question, it was a little, uh, yeah, that, that dress was a little over the top, in my opinion. All right? Um, I'm going to get ready to wrap it up. Uh, there was there was one question that I uh, one asked state on advice question that I posted in the group and you guys can send your questions. I'm using ask state on in Gmail right now. If you have your questions, um, we've gotten some really good questions over the years. Um, some of the most in depth crazy questions that I've ever seen anywhere. Definitely keep them coming. I still have a lot of them. I still haven't gotten to. I'll read some. But one of them uh, from this weekend I posted it was was in regards to, you know, this. I'm not going to read it verbatim. I don't think I can find it in the next few minutes. But the the long story short, it was the young woman who is married. um, She went away on a business trip, and she, you know, agreed to meet up with an ex-boyfriend of hers or someone from her past um, who, who she felt mistreated her did not appreciate her or whatever. And so she agreed to meet up with him for dinner and drinks, but she did it with the intention of showing him 
what he missed out on. And so the question, so basically what happened was they went out. She first of all, she showed up with this really, you know, skim, slim dress on. This really like, like I don't know if it was see through or whatever, but for the sake of the conversation, we'll say it was very revealing. We'll say that. And so she takes her, he takes her out, and then being a gentleman, he walks her back to the to the uh, hotel. And as she goes in, he pushes her in and he rapes her. So then the question was, you know, what should she do? Should she tell her husband? Um, you know, should she tell her husband? Should she not tell her husband? And a lot of people were saying that, you know, it was a very interesting debate. A lot of comments, a lot of uh, it became a pretty heated discussion. Um, and my thoughts on it were, I said, if, and this is the key word here, if she wants to stay married, she should keep that to herself. Now, a lot of people say, oh, what are you talking about? You know, what do you mean she should keep it to herself? Rape should never be. Listen, listen, you got to listen. I agree that I know all about rape. Rape should definitely be reported. Rape is never okay. It's never justified. Uh, but what I was saying, first of all, this is an extremely emotionally unavailable woman who shouldn't have been married to begin with. Okay, when you are thinking about the whole show in this back in the day, on uh, remember Beyonce came out with that song, uh, the best thing you never had. She was like, or whatever the heck it was called, but she had the, the the wedding dress on, and the whole song was being sang to her ex, who you know should, didn't treat her right, and then she made you know if you like this, should have put a ring, all that stuff. If you are dealing with another man, you're married, you're engaged, whatever but you're still thinking about your ex in any capacity, you're still wanting him to, you know, miss you and, and you know, because he didn't appreciate what he had when he had it, you are not fit to be with anyone. No man wants a woman who is still thinking about an ex. So that's the first thing. She shouldn't even been married to begin with. Now, as I said on the thread and many other men said on the thread, I would not stay with a woman who did that? It's not the rape for me is inconsequential. All right, I, that's not that's immaterial to me. The rape, you know, that was unfortunate. But the issue is the fact that she decided to go out to eat and for dinner and drinks with an ex-boyfriend. That's cheating. Because I asked the question that really actually no one responded to. I said on that thread though, I said, what if she wouldn't have been raped? Would she have told the husband about it then? Oh, yeah, honey, by the way, on that business trip, I, I went out to meet up with, with, with so-and-so because, uh, you know, he didn't treat me right when he when I was with him, so I wanted him to see what he missed out on. So I met up with him. Nobody is trying to – she would have kept that lie to herself. And people say, well, what do you mean a lie? What did she lie about? Well, there's something called a lie of omission. You know, okay, if you have information and you you refuse to – reveal that information and you let a man think that, oh, I just went out on this trip and I met, I had, you know, I just went out with my coworkers and did what I had to do and then came home, but you did all this other stuff. You are lying. That's called a lie of omission. So you're a liar and you're a cheater. And so for me, it's not about the rape. That's unfortunate. I wouldn't want a woman who would feel like she would need to do those things with an ex because that means that ex still has a part of her heart. He still has a part of her mind, her soul. That soul tie is still strong. I wouldn't want that. So that's why I said 
if she wants to stay married, she might want to stay, keep that to herself because the moment she, if, if she told me, I'm gone. You see how that works? So, but is, I hear what everybody else was saying. You know, uh, definitely get tested. A lot of people are saying she should get tested. Uh, what if she got pregnant or she got an STD? Yeah, do all that stuff. By all means, file a police report. You know, lock him up, all that stuff. But that wouldn't make me stay. A lot of people say, well, you should be, if you love her, you should stay and forgive her. What? You know, so my, so my question is, where do you draw the line? And the problem is a lot of women don't understand how men think. They think that women can do anything they want to do and it'd be okay and it'd be forgivable. And and I did a show many years ago, about probably like three or four years ago, on things that are actually unforgivable in being in relationships. And if, if you're a woman, you may want to go ahead and Google that show because a lot of women are doing things that should never be done. There's a lot. If you ask a woman, like, hey, what are some things that you won't tolerate in a relationship? They'll be able to give you a whole laundry list. But if you ask a woman, hey, what are some things that a woman could do that would make a man leave you and never take you back? I can guarantee you there's going to be a lot of things that women would leave off that list because they just don't know. And so my advice would be to understand what those things are and to not do them. All right, guys. So I'm going to get ready to wrap it up. Like I said, it was a very good, um, a very good uh, question, a couple, a lot of good discussions. If you guys aren't in there yet, add yourselves to the Friends of the Data on Tolbert Show group on Facebook. Um, and uh, and that's it, man. You know, all this stuff, whether it's, like I said, R. Kelly, Jay-Z, Usher, Kevin Hart, Mike Vick, whatever it is, a lot of stuff going on. But at the end of the day, just remember to put, uh, you know, put God first. So thank you all for listening in. Share the link, share the show, and uh, I'll see you all next time. Peace. Let the tears fall down, tell them how you feel.
Motivated you. 